Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Everybody and welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast episode 58. My name is Marcel. I'm super excited to have all of you, dear listeners, with us, and I'm just as excited to have you, dear Busties, with us. Hi, hi, dear Busty. Wait, wait, where's the second one? Um, I just assumed you like you like Legion. Okay, the Busties hope, are a Legion. I hope they are not like secret plans to replace me as we replace this other guy. Like we haven't actually replaced him. We just got rid of him, right? Which I think is even more insulting if you think about it. Like if, if, if somebody replaces you, right, in your job, it means at least, well, you know, there was a there was a void left by you not being there, like somebody had to do that job, right? But like just removing somebody and not replacing them, I think that's the ultimate insult. That's that's adding insult to injury because it's like I guess your job wasn't you know, we don't even need somebody to replace you. That that's harsh. Poor, poor token American Richard. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's in a better place now. Probably. Uh, a better place than being part of that podcast, though. I, th- I think actually, I actually do think he's in a better place than being in a podcast with you because he, at least once a week, he sends me a message and pictures showing proof that he was eating spicy chicken McNuggets at McDonald's, which he currently have as a time limited promo in Germany, and he seems very fond of those. He is so enjoying, all is well, enjoying the life, yeah. All is well in Richard and, and Chicken McNuggets land, at, at least. So, Basti, the time has finally come. We've waited for this uh, for a long time, but we have dates. We have prices. We can we can start actually talk about, you know, next gen. Holy shit. What a week. Like, to be honest, we have not only one date. Like, that stuff got dropped like bombs on us. Oh, well, to be honest, it seems like also it got dropped on Microsoft like bombs. Yeah. So, Monday nights. Uh, so... Well, I, th- I think Monday night, when I say night, of course, dear listeners, always remember we are based in Germany, uh, the land of sauerkraut and bratwurst and Basti's and mm-hmm. Nina. Yeah, yeah. But Basti's are better than Nina's. And um, so when we say you no know, night, it's whatever time for you in the US. But like at some point in the night, I remember waking up in the morning, looking at my phone and Twitter, and everybody was talking about the leak because uh, Brad Sams, uh, who is a, a journalist who mostly covers Microsoft topics and products um, he had leaked on twitter that the the long gestating long rumors I, I think probably it's fair to say at this point it was the worst kept secret in the games industry the xbox series s with the with the code name of lockhart so the the second xbox next gen skew that people have been talking about for over a year now um he, he leaked it uh, he leaked the design and the price of 2.99 and the date of november 10th and I quite like Microsoft. Like Microsoft's first reaction on the Xbox Twitter account was to post that, you know, that meme of like the monkey looking left yeah. and right. Oh shit! 
uh, before the like later like a couple of minutes later confirming that yes um the xbox series s it is real of course because you know people have been talking about it for year for over a year um i know that like tons of developers have been getting briefed on it for for, for a long time already at all kinds of studios and places and um so yeah we, we finally uh, supposedly one week early because later in the day yesterday after they had dropped a a, a ton of announcements that we're going to go through um, Phil Spencer actually uh, on t- on Twitter congratulated his team and said he was super proud of the way they executed this announcement because it was sprung on them. They had planned to do it next week, but due to the leak, they felt compelled to then just you know just go put it out there. And um, so yeah, it, it also means you know like if they had gone by their own timeline, they would have done. We would have been at less than two months away from the release of these consoles when we learned the price. So this time, uh, this way, they beat it by one day. Because we now learned that the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Just let me think. Yeah, I got those right. That's, I think that's going to be like that's going to be like a real, pardon my French. That's going to be a real bitch to get those names straight here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both coming out on November 10th at 2.99 dollars and euros, and at 4.99 for the full fat Xbox Series X. So, um, as a as a devoted aficionado, Basti. What were your first thoughts on on all of that? So my first thoughts were, if you think about how fast Microsoft usually reacts to leaks, do you think Phil has like a like a like a green like a very bright green Xbox green telephone at his desk or maybe even in his bedroom, like a red telephone? So every time something leaks, like Phil, what are we gonna do? Just release it, get it out. I think so. I'd like to believe so because I think every time there's a leak. Microsoft is super fast with just like pushing, pushing, pushing the messaging out because usually you have to go through various stakeholders and ask like, "Boss, can can we like we have the situation here? Oh, we have to discuss it. We come back to you in the afternoon." But they're very quick. Um, on the matter of the hardware, it got me incredibly excited. I think having the the two SKUs, having the uh, Series S, um, is a very smart move, especially with that banger of a price like even though my my twitter space and wherever like is obviously a lot of hardcore games are like oh who, 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 who buys that that's way too weak to be honest if you think about how many people still have 180p devices like tvs at home um which is not only a matter of cost because 4k tv is actually not that expensive but it's a matter of size because with a tv you either have a very huge tv Please, this is family friendly entertainment you have a very very huge tv uh, in 4K, or you have a smaller one and sit very close to to benefit from 4K, right? So, sure. most of the people still own a 180p TV, um, a full HD TV. So I think it makes absolutely sense for 2.99 uh, to have a streaming device, which uh, gives you access to Game Pass, to games in general, to the X Cloud. Uh, that's and for all these people out there who maybe play a FIFA or maybe a Call of Duty, maybe uh, it's a family dad who has not much time to play video games and just sometimes uh, buys every couple of months a game or whatever. A, a family dad without much time for video games, but still enough time to frequently get spicy chicken McNuggets, you would say? Exactly. Like, think about that audience, fun. and that audience is huge. Like, I know, uh, like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I have a lot of friends who love video games, but they don't have the time for video games uh, anymore as they had in the past. Most of them do not even, like, own a gaming PC anymore. But there are actually quite a lot of people who just buy might buy that console because, like, ah, my, my wife or whoever 
or my my uh, husband's not getting angry at me if I get this because it's actually not that cheap and I just have this and sometimes I can play games etc so I think for the large um casual audience out there even though I hate the word casual but the the big audience out there for not so hardcore players uh, it's incredibly smart and that price is crazy and the 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 hardware capabilities of the uh, series s are actually quite good like it has a, it benefits from the new architecture yes it has not much uh, so much gpu power but when it comes to to cpu etc it's actually not that bad and i think that for 180p or even to 1440p um that thing will offer a great deal of performance for uh, uh, not a lot of uh, money so it's great yeah, I think that you really, really have to stress the, the value of that. You know, when was the last time? A yes, it's not the full-fledged super next-gen, but it's still a next-gen console with a next-gen architecture. When was the last time one of those launched at two ninety-nine? I mean, that thing is is cheaper than a Switch, right? Yeah. Like going by the, like the the manufacturer recommended retail price, it is cheaper than a Switch in at least uh, I think the U.S. and definitely in Germany, so Europe. I don't know, you know, all the local pricing, of course. And I think it's also you know perf- that's perfectly priced for if somebody says, look, I'm I'm a Sony fan, I just want to play you know my my Sony exclusives, whatever. But maybe you know alongside Game uh, Game Pass, there is occasionally maybe something that is interesting to me. I think that you know like three uh, two ninety nine like three hundred dollars. That is also like if you're a core gamer, I think that is a acceptable price for like you know a companion console that you do not expect to frequently yeah. use. And of course, I mean you know, that's a launch price. So like you know uh, once. Once they do the first price drop, after a while, that thing's going to be like 250 or 199 And I think then you really have something where people might say, hey, at this point, you know, Halo is out. There's like three games I want to play. That's that's a reason to buy this console with Game Pass. That's um, so that is a very different, cool, right? definitely. So... Yes, it's it's a difference of $200 in between uh, the S and the X. What do you think would be the price difference for the PlayStation SKUs? I think 100 and that is a big question, right? Like, looking at purely the cost, you would say realistically it would be 50 But then at least for me, I would say um, that that would not justify going yeah. going digital only. Because, you know, it's still like it gives you a lot of flexibility of like, hey, some friends are coming over tonight. We want to play some games. One of them is like, hey, I got this game on a disc. And you're like, well, sorry, I don't have a disc. Uh, you know, I just have the digital one. Um, I don't think a saving of fifty dollars or euros is enough to to go with that. I mean, there there are some people I know you know, some some um, some some diehards who just swear by going all digital, and that's of course fine. But I do not think that a, a price difference of fifty dollars is enough for for a larger audience to try to to sway them to go um, to go digital. And of course, you know, on, on digital, uh, the margins are larger. So I would expect you know that that Sony is is willing to say okay we we go a hundred lower for the digital one and make up you know whatever loss we maybe incur from that we just make it up with like you know the fees when people play all our games that would be my guess at least yeah. I don't know what you think no no I, I'm with you oh, damn we we need to find more topics where we where we uh, have completely different opinions on it to keep it more spicy maybe we need Richard uh, back. true. I mean, like, but but see, that's the thing, right? I think, like, to disagree with with me on this, I I, I don't think it's a matter of opinion. I think you would just have to be not very clever. Because hmm. I'm, I you know, I'm, I am, one. I am the reasonable people of the world. You're very. I, I will very put that. I will put that. I will put that on a business card, Marcel. The reasonable people of the world. One check, like, good. yeah, I mean, to completely reasonable, we still die hard uh, fan defending Avengers. 
I, I finished the game uh, yesterday. It's I had fun. completely reasonable. Absolutely. It, like honestly, like that game is is much better than like a lot of the buzz was. Uh, I think like what is it was funny to me that a lot of people didn't seem to realize what I said the entire time. You know, it's it's Crystal Dynamics. Those people know how to make a fun single player action adventure game, and that's exactly what they delivered. So I think if you are an Avengers fan, you just want that. You know, then for all. You know, by by all means, just play that game for the single player and then put it on your shelf and never play it again if you don't want to do like the gear grind and everything. Like, uh, like through the entirety of the single player campaign, like the gear is not even a factor. Like you can just play that as a normal single player campaign. It has it has one of um, easily one of these. You're probably one of my favorite female characters in the game ever with Kamala Khan. Like the way she's portrayed is just fantastic. The voice actress is uh, like I, I would be I would be shocked. If this year at the Game Awards, she would not be nominated for Best Performance, like Female Lead or so. Okay, fair enough. Um, that was uh, was absolutely incredible. Like, uh, her Kamala Khan was spot-on fantastic character. I loved it. And yeah, it was a fun game. But uh, I think you're just trying to distract here. Can from, I also from... mention how much I like the size of the Xbox Series S? I mean, yeah, people making fun because of the, the, the uh, uh, round... Uh, I'm, not sure. thing. I'm not sure what that is to be honest like the first time i saw like i'm not really? sure what that is is it just like a but why, why is it like a different color it looks so weird i don't know but the, the but like in, in general small. it looks it looks in general it looks nice so they just uh, the verge just published some so they have like a hands-on of both consoles and the uh, series s it is like a little bit seemingly like a few inches thicker than a series x that we have right sorry than a xbox one x they're like the thing that i have under my tv it's like a little bit thicker than that but the other dimensions like it, it is it is um it is not not as high and it like it's it's it is not as deep so um it is like honestly if that thing is well cooled and like not too noisy then then like absolutely you know mad respect to to whoever designed that console because um the form factor is is really really small for next gen console i'm still struggling a little bit with the series x like every time they show how all the components are stacked together from the inside, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, that's absolutely great. Like great engineering. And then I see the thing from the outside. It's like, it's, uh, I will have problems getting that on my, 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 under my TV. It looks like a small PC tower. It's, it's weird. Like, like the, the actual engineering inside is absolutely genius and br brilliant, but it, it's, it's rough. To be honest, I'm, but I'm also I, not I a big fan of the PS5 design. Yeah, I know that. I definitely I will need to get a new like entertainment center. Like it, no matter which one, both of the of the next gen consoles would not fit into my current setup. At least not with like you know some some comfortable um, cooling space. Furniture so, yeah, makers I, I have to adapt. Exactly, and you know, and that's just a hidden added added cost. You know, think about that. What 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 will IKEA do? With their Without fake new console shells and stuff, yeah. That's a very good question. Like, how weird is it? That. I mean, you have the engineering part, but you have also the the product product engineers, designers, or whatever who who design the whole like visual look of of something, right? But how weird I, is that? I, I would hope so. There is somebody who does that professionally. Yes. That after years, probably of like various revisions and designs and stuff, and probably a lot of like uh, stuff the the engineering team tells you that must have this shape or whatever to work for cooling reasons, etc. After years of work on that project, you end up with that Series X and that PS5 design, and you're like, "I'm proud of my work. I've done good. I'm not. Go I'm now going home. 
and never think about it again. I mean, I still kind of like it. Like the only thing I don't like is like the green, like the like the green with the green on the top. That seems kind of weird to me. But yeah. like otherwise, I don't think you know. It's it's nothing outrageous. It's nothing spectacular. But like. Uh, I think you know it's it's just like a to me like the, what the design kind of looks like or the vibe it gives me is of like you know um, competent engineering, which you know it okay, doesn't sound enough. very sexy or spectacular. It's a German but like, you know, thing. That that's there. that's what it like you know what it seems to me like, and, and also that is the impression impression you get of like the hardware. Like what what people are saying so far is that like it's a very well made console. I mean, it's the 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 Xbox One X was already a really really well made console. Um, so that you know, that is that is the look it gives me. Like oh, you know, maybe like there's also like there's a, like a kind of uh, the one X is also of, of, of the understatement like one, of yeah. you know, like we don't have to you know we don't have to do anything fancy or special. We know we just let the power speak for itself, which would of course work so much better if they had any games to show that power off with. But mm. that's a different topic, mm. of course. Mm, indeed. I mean, what I kind of like, as you know, as somebody who still, last I checked, uh, okay. draws monthly paychecks from Ubisoft. I really like that with the delay of uh, Halo, I think for a lot of people like Assassin's Creed Valhalla will become their default next-gen launch title for Xbox. Also, the, the release of that has been pulled forward by a week, so uh, Valhalla launches day and date with the next-gen Xbox yeah. consoles uh, alongside what were the other games. Uh, Gears Tactics has been announced as a console launch. I mean, that was kind of you know, expected because it's been out on PC for a couple of months now. Um, Yakuza, what is it? Seven, like a dragon, it's called. Like a dragon. That's um, seven. What I think. else I'm was there? There is a Tetris effect, and I feel like I'm forgetting something. And of course, you know, like there's other games like Watch Dogs Legion or so that get uh, uh, smart delivery updates. And then a week after launch comes uh, Cyberpunk, which I hear some people may also be excited about. Oh yeah, November nineteenth. Indeed. Yeah, I mean. The, the so, launch. so on the, I mean, but one thing that also has to be mentioned in terms of because I already, as we said, I think like already the value of the console is great. The pricing, you know, that's very aggressive pricing for what is a next gen yeah. product. Um, Game Pass, we've talked about a great length, uh, and Game Pass yesterday they they made the value of it even better because they announced it starting this fall. And I would of course be shocked if starting this fall means by accident, by, by coincidence, that it starts on November tenth. That um, EA Play, the EA Play subscription, is also part of Game Pass at no additional cost. So it means that you will have um, for any how does it work? Like for every new EA game that launches, you can play it for up to ten hours as a mm -hmm. trial. You get, I think, like ten percent rebate on buying it digitally. Yeah. Also for DLC. I don't know actually if that counts for foot packs as well, because if it does, then who? who uh, boy, that, that, that can be a great so, saving no. for a lot of people. Okay, that makes sense. And um, there's also you get you get access to the vault, which is like a ton of great EA games. Um, you know, like all the old Bioware games, tons of Battlefield games, uh, Mirror's Edge, of course, all the sports games. Um, so you know that that is a, a ton of value. And like really, you know, you just mentioned like the people, like the, the more casual audience. Um, I think just having this idea of like you buy this console, you buy like a, a monthly subscription, and in that you know it's not the latest from this year. But there's always a FIFA in there. There's always a Madden in there that you can play, you know, with that subscription. You always got a Battlefield in there. Um, that, you know, really is, is like also a big play. And I would be surprised if they didn't really play up stuff like Madden or FIFA in their marketing as part of, of Game Pass. Yeah. Because, you know, that is like the, as we know, those are the games, you know, that, that is the entryway to, to getting a casual audience. And so that 
adds more value even. Sorry, go ahead. And do not forget that if your kids want to watch on your TV and annoy you, you can just go to your uh, bedroom or whatever, grab your um, tablet or phone. No, I can't do that. Fuck you. Why? Because I have an Apple device. Oh, oh, me too. And But in theory, that is really uh, annoying. You get xCloud on top yes. of that. Which, yeah, I, I would absolutely, I would love to try to uh, try xCloud. But that is one of those things like, do I really want to try that enough to switch my mobile ecosystem after 10 years of apps and everything? Mm, maybe not. I really, really hope that uh, Tim or somebody else, whoever really you know, forces Apple to change their way about that, because I would love to try xCloud on the phone I already have. Join the or revolution. Or the company phone I already have. Or the, the the tablet I have. It also annoys me because I have an, an, an um, I mean, I have an Android phone, but I have an um, Apple iPad Pro, which would be like from the 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 screen and size would be absolutely brilliant to play something like Gears uh, in in, sure. in in bed or whatever. Um, but yeah, well, Apple. I have to be honest, Apple Arcade is not actually not that bad, but also. Mm, Not that good because it's still oh, no, a lot a, of like mobile-ish games. A cat came to me and ran up to me and rubbed his head against my legs. Now I have to carry him around. Say hi. That was actually like, no. are you sure that your cat is currently visiting you, or was it just yourself making that that noise? That that noise was me. Okay, fair that enough. noise was me trying to get a reaction from him. That never works. But he but he, he just looks at me like carry me around, human. It's the same as when um, you put your your phone with, uh, uh, up to make a video of your cat because oh it yeah yeah they immediately stop they whatever they're stop doing it. and just stare at you like huh it's really really hard to take like pictures or videos of them it's yeah I'm talking about you don't look like that you know what you do but also you just brought up gears like you know just in terms of performance uh, also like even with the with the series S like you know the small console um, they showed yesterday a video of like gears 5 multiplayer running at 120 frames. And Gears 5 is still a very, very pretty yeah, current shit, game, absolutely. right? So, like, that is, you know, that is also quite a statement. So, really, I think for a lot of people, you know, it really feels like the only potential pitfall or the only thing that can stop the, the Series S is the combination of being digital only and having a kind of small uh, uh, hard drive. Because it was like 512. Or as somebody like in a Discord I hang out with said that, hmm, that's only two and a half war zones. But to be honest, um, which I think I would love if we could establish that going forward, like that that all install sizes and file sizes from now on, we we um, we we convert to war zones. <laughs> It's a good idea, actually. But to be honest, I, I mean, I know that there's still for people people uh, a problem, but mm. if you dig a little bit into that, you just get a classic uh, HDD and not an SD SSD. You pay what, like fifty, sixty bucks for two terabyte or something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it costs like these days, to be honest. No, But I mean, much. like you know, again, like uh, for, for me, it would not be a problem. Like these are always the things where I have to actively remind myself how common it still is in the U.S. seemingly to have data caps on your internet at home, yeah. which I, I don't think I've had for like almost. I think I've had flat rates for almost 20 years now, living in four different countries in Europe. So you know. Um, But yeah, like, of course, if you are somebody with a data cap, you know, who then constantly has to jiggle the games, that can be a pain in the ass. For me, it really would be a thing of like, um, you know, I, I've, I just downloaded Warzone the other day, like played two matches. And I was like, eh, 
and threw it off again and then like the next time i'll just download again you know it yes you wait a couple of hours but that's it but like if you have a data cap of course but then maybe if you have a data cap maybe you know buying the all digital console is not your best play anyways true to be honest like i'm, I'm sorry for all our friends over in the states that for you're in a situation yes that in a situation where germany is one of the countries in europe where even other countries make fun of because of our bad internet is um maybe a little bit more progressive in that regards than you guys which sucks yeah i mean uh i remember what was i think like when they did like a, a you know like an evaluation of the of the infrastructure in of, of you know like online infrastructure uh, in, in europe i think like germany was one of the last places like even like you know for like for example like some of the balkan countries like i can't remember if it was like latvia lithuania so like were like absolutely top tier yeah, because they got um, internet so like very late. Re- they've been really, really, you know, like investing in in getting like state no. of the. Yeah, maybe that's the reason. Yeah, but like you know, at least it, their, their stuff does work. Ours does not always. Oh, you 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 don't have internet at all, so we can just start with with fiber instead of like old copper cables and stuff. So what you're saying is, I need to find a nice place that doesn't have internet yet, and then I'll get fibered up. Kinda, kinda. Um, what do you think regarding the price? Do you think the Series S will outsell the Series X? And if yes, yeah. by how much? Like, uh, what is the multiplier? Yes, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm bad at making predictions. Three times. I think three times. I mean, I, I once famously made the prediction, you know, that Anthem would would probably get like a nine or so meta score. So, hmm. I mean, it got close hmm. by like a multiplier of times divided by two or so mm. um but yes i do think like uh, especially over the course of generation i do think it, it'll outsell it um i mean the question of course is also like if that is just going to happen by default uh, you know how much is microsoft going to produce of each of each SKU? um that's also a question i'm also very curious like in, in terms of that um how microsoft will allocate them like to different markets you know like for example like as we know like some of the parts of the u.s are struggling with internet internet infrastructure or data caps so like you know so how much of, of what they're going to deliver on, on day one especially is going to be you know what percentage is series x what is series s is that going to be a very bad country and market i think that's a lot of like very interesting questions but like also probably no not things they're going to be very transparent about to be honest so because we all know that our industry loves its secrecy and i think at this point as the cat is out out of the bag for microsoft now with all the predictions going around, it's fair to say, I think it's fair to predict that, in my opinion, PlayStation won't undercut yes, uh, the think. Xbox price. I think they will go for 499 and 399 Uh Yeah, I, I think like uh, that that would be that would be my guess probably as well, yes. I, I, I think maybe they were hoping that Microsoft is going to be more expensive. I mean, there's, there's already been like press reports who said that Microsoft is taking a loss on both of those consoles, but, um, you know... I, 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 I saw the other day, I can't remember what it was. I think like Microsoft makes like what? Like 100 million or something revenue per day almost or something. So I think, you know, hmm. they can like, if, if if they are really committed, I mean, that's, you know, the big question Microsoft and the gaming is always like, how committed are they? Because we all yeah. know they have all the money in the world if they want to. The question is really if, if uh, you know, Sadia is going to be like, okay, you can, you can have that. Uh, or, or you know, like we 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 save it for office or whatever. But if they are committed to that, then you know, then they can they can sell co- uh, consoles at a loss, you know, until judgment day, and they'll be fine. 
Um, one last thing on the Xbox before we move on to the real next gen. Um, because, you know, and I have to say, like, you know, yesterday was one of those weird days because I bought like all the Xbox consoles so far uh, on day one, and like after all the announcements, after hearing all that, it was really a case for me of like, I would love to have a reason to buy this. You know, like I, I want to be excited for this because you know it, it sounds great. Um, uh, again, I like the design. I like all the moves they're making with Game Pass, and so it's just like, as somebody with like a good gaming PC, it's kind of hard, like, you know, for really for for me to justify like getting one. I was very pleasant, uh, pleasantly surprised to hear that they've confirmed that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to run at 4K 60, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely not something that my PC can pull off with those games. But you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that is enough reason. But um, one thing now that maybe some other countries have an have an upside against Germany uh, compared to Germany is the what's it called uh, all access. Yeah. So like essentially, it's like a you know a, a, like a phone contract. You you pay I think it's thirty five dollars for two years. You get uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and the console, and then after of two years, like with you know phone contracts, like uh, you've paid off your console and it's yours. And again, I think of course, and you know it, it sounds it sounds maybe cynical, but um, let's be honest, like this is a, a financially difficult year for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. uh, it's not going to get better anytime soon. And I think that is also like if if you're one of the I think there's 12 regions now that that support it. They've added a ton of new ones like France or Finland. Um, that is also like a, a very interesting uh, option because you know maybe you cannot afford right now to spend like 500 bucks on day one, but like every month 35 to get access to that console and Game Pass already. You know, like again, if you're in a budget right now, you get access to a, to a kick-ass console and like 100 plus games or so. That is like I think a very tantalizing option for a lot of people as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a good move. I mean, they talked about that for a long time. Uh, now I think years ago they they started talking about like offering this. It, they did it like already they had for the Xbox run, right? One, yeah, but, yeah. But only in the US they did it for a while, but only in the US, of course. So now it's it's being expanded to other regions, but not notably not Germany. So I think it's a it's a great idea. And uh, is it that's for the Series X, right? I think they offered for both of them, I believe, at different prices. But I think thirty-five bucks is the price for the series. I think. And then maybe till two years later, I you would can try just, to do the math, but I'm not very good at math. You so. Can just extend to get the revisioned console. I actually, yeah, series I would expect them to SS. do something like that. Oh. I, I fully expect that they do something like that. You know, like with like with really like with phone contracts, right? It's like okay. Um, do you want to like you know now just go down to just paying the normal subscription price, or do you want to keep paying a higher price and you get like a new console, or whatever? Um, clearly, that that is like where I mean we've already seen like with the mid mid generational updates, like the PlayStation Pro and the Xbox One no. X. I, I, at this point, like I always want to say Series X. Yeah, that, so, like, that is. It's it's. Uh, I think my biggest problem is um, with the naming. I mean, yes, they made a lot of fun uh, as of late. Well, I, like I found a found a good tweet which was just showing all the different names for the Game Boy consoles. You retweeted that after I retweeted. You stole it from me. I the stole retweet. it from you. Yes. Hmm. I still so many. It was things. not. It's it was obviously not my of. tweet. So it's hard to keep track of. I just found it so, myself. While yes, it is confusing. The question is, you're already at at a point where you have an Xbox One X and an Xbox One Series X. Like, what's after that? You're already at, at the end. Like X is always like an endpoint. Would would it be Xbox Two Series X, I, Xbox Series X Two, Series XX or Triple X? 
Like, I mean, there must be a long-term plan, right? Someone responsible at Microsoft must have thought, okay, this is our new naming convention. And usually at the higher up, you want to see like, okay, what is like the, the year, the 10-year plan? Like, uh, how how's the future looking like? I, 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 I don't know. Um, I mean, I would obviously hope that, you know, at, at some point they're just going to have the, the Xbox DMX. Because yeah, that's going to give it to you. Because you know, I, I really love that. So what can I say? Um, so yeah, that is that is one part of the next gen puzzle um, from from Microsoft. At, at this point, I think there's just a few things left. Uh, the question is if there is going to be updates or if they're going to add any old and new titles. To, old and new titles, yeah, but it makes sense actually. Old and new titles. Yeah. If they're going to add, announce any new old titles that are adding to like a backwards compatibility, that are getting upgrades or so. But you know, we know when it's coming out. We know how much it costs. Uh, we know that EA Play is part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, so yeah, like they've they've made their move, and like now the ball is from firmly in in Sony's court, and we're gonna see hopefully hopefully soon what they're going to do. Oh, by the way, before we forget it, um, pre-orders for the Xbox console start on September twenty second, so that is two weeks from now, I believe. Um, yeah, so that was one thing. But like even before that, like last week already, it was like okay, everybody's waiting, you know, for next gen pricing uh, from Sony and Microsoft, and then casually suave as always because that's just the way this man rolls. Uh, Jensen Huang rolled in, who is the CEO and founder of NVIDIA, in a leather jacket, because I don't think I've ever seen Jensen Huang without wearing a leather jacket. I've, I've once met him backstage at an event, and he was wearing a leather jacket. It makes even Todd Howard jealous. I, absolutely. Like, he, he has to be... I mean, I think, like, you know, it's, it's... I think when you're a billionaire, it's probably easy to always look suave and, like, you know, fabulously dressed. But he's really he's made that commitment to always looking fabulously dressed in a in a leather jacket. And Nvidia, I think I can definitely say for myself, and I think also for you, because we talked a little bit about it, uh, blew away a ton of people and really really surprised a ton of people when they announced their uh, lineup of Ampere C uh, GPUs, which is the let me get them right. It's the GeForce RTX 370, 380, and 390, right? Yes, indeed. Holy shit! There was so much holy shit in the last two weeks. Let's take take it away, Basti. Take 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 the holy shit away. Like that announcement for me. Like we 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 talked about like the the great price for the Series S for for casual audiences etc. And that the people are underselling um, their hardware most likely uh, to to be in that race. And then all of a sudden, one week before even that, Nvidia drops a price bomb because the three seventy. At 499 with the hardware which tops the uh, 2080 is completely batshit crazy. Like, in a good way. Like, this year, um, as much as it's taken, all of, uh, taken from us to, to go through 2020, the next year, when it comes to consumer um, uh, benefits because of, like, hardware competition, going to be absolutely great. Because um, after the, the how prices developed for video cards in the recent years that this video card comes out and is not only, I have no idea how AMD wants to answer this, but this card, the price, the performance alone is a big competitor for the actual consoles. Like it feels like Nvidia is like, hey, console war, boom. Here you have a completely, like like a, a card with outstanding performance to an actual fair price. 
And when I, there's one thing I, I often made fun of in the last couple of years when, when PC Master Races did like, oh, but you can get this uh, great PC instead of like the, the consoles, which are so so weak. And it's like, yeah, you, your video card alone costs more than a console. At least we now have a video card which costs as much as a console and not more. True. Uh, both of uh, I could buy both, assuming you know, like assuming the Sony, like the PS5, is reasonably priced. I could buy both of the next-gen consoles, and it would cost me around the same or less as my GPU that I currently have. So that is definitely yeah. It's it's always also funny to me when I see that from people because yes, um, I play most on my console, and yes, maybe I'm like you know like a tiny little bit of a master racer at times. But um, the truth is just like for a ton of people, it just doesn't make sense to buy a gaming PC. You know, that's just a fact. And like anybody who's telling you, oh, you just buy it on PC, it's going to look better. is like, you know, a ton of people are not going to care if it's 60 FPS or, you know, 30 FPS or if it has like slightly higher resolutions or whatever. So um, I think there's a very valid, there's a very valid place, you know, for for console gaming. And uh, to be honest, like, you know, for me, like, it doesn't matter, like phone, whatever, like as long as you play games, I'm happy for you to play games. You know, uh, why would I care? Uh, if you're going to play it on a PC or a console, um, exactly. as long as you play the games. And ideally, as long as you buy the games that my company's making, that would be nice. And you know what annoys me? All these like YouTube and, and, and other oh. like uh, press uh, uh, blogs where it's like, now we're showing you how you can spun, spend uh, not more money uh, than you spend for your console to get an actual gaming PC for 500 bucks. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah put the cheapest ass motherboard in power unit you can find uh, in that thing uh, to somehow match the performance of a console or get a little bit better in that regards but having only like the cheapest material built into your console have fun like seeing that stuff burn to the ground in two years from now uh, but you also don't have a gamepad etc and need all the extra cables too so like I hate these comparisons and uh, I agree like I have like I, I totally plan to buy both consoles because I'm, I'm irrational and crazy and a man child. Oh, I would has, sign all of those. Has the, has the money to, to do it, even if it makes no sense. But I will also buy a new gaming mm-hmm. PC next year because, like that, that got me excited. And um, I, I I cannot I cannot stand console walls and, and how people behave, and I also cannot stand this master race stance. But the 370, yeah, that is uh, that I think. This will take a portion. That will, that will take a portion from the from the just like psychologically from the uh, PC con- uh, from from the console sales. Like people will probably upgrade to the three seventy, even if they put it in an old ass system with a, like a bottleneck CPU, and feel good about it and get uh, great hardware in that um, instead of like buying a console. Definitely, and um, yeah. So Nvidia, and of course, and like. We'll, we have to be honest, of course, you know, that um, companies do say a lot of stuff, right? Uh, we would know because we also get paid to say a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. behalf of our company. So NVIDIA says it is the biggest generation leap ever between a console, so, sorry, between between generations. So from from the the, the 20, the RTX 20, you know, series, uh, which was, what's it called? Turing to the RTX 30 series Ampere. And... Um, so far, because it's not out yet, it's coming out next week. Uh, I know because my boss has uh, has pre-ordered one, and he is is very keen about any kind of information or shreds of information you can find about the 380. Um, uh, so they've they've already allowed some press. For example, Digital Foundry had on on the you know the reveal date last week. 
they had some early benchmarks, but there's like certain limitations so far. So um, you can only benchmark a select list of games that NVIDIA has provided. So you cannot just randomly test any game. It has to be one of the games that NVIDIA says you are okay to benchmark the 380 with. And also, for strangely enough, but maybe it's because you know, that's their message with the percentages, you cannot right now um, post any or release any FPS values. It always has to be in percentages. This is weird. So you yeah. have to say, so, you know, it's like a case of, okay, control at 4K uh, doesn't run like 50 FPS more. It's like 25% faster. Um, these are the limitations they have right now. Of course, next week, once once it becomes vi widely available, um, everybody will be free to, to do whatever they want to do. I mean, with the games, it does make a lot of sense um, because, as we all know, like certain games or like especially certain engines, um, depending on their architecture, yeah. work better or or worse with certain GPUs. I mean, we've seen reverse thing. You know, when when like sometimes when you work at a company, um, and you know that your game is optimized or works better in, on certain GPUs, like you will of course always encourage. Like for example, you know, for for our press events. Uh, we would say, okay, all the PCs have to have NVIDIA cards because we know it just works better on NVIDIA card. Or maybe, you know, we have a partnership with AMD. So, of course, all the cards and all the press stuff has to be on the AMD cards or so. So it, it does make sense, of course, that it's vice versa. And, of course, you know, uh, um, and I mean, that's that's totally fine. Everybody, you know, wants to make the product look the best. So, of course, NVIDIA is going to pick games that probably are going to run well on NVIDIA cards, and they know that. But... Um, I think it's fair to say, like, even on this early, and with even those caveats that... Um, it's going to be one, a hell of a powerful GPU. And uh, the 380, supposedly they say it can run pretty much any current gen game, so you know, any current right now game, um, at 4K60, which is quite the claim. Yeah. And to be honest, I, get, I, I, I dug into that topic matter, and it is, in fact, the, the biggest generational uh, leap. Like, often in the past, I mean, with RTX, there was a, a bigger leap, but you had also, like, the ray tracing, which was a, a big thing. But now... It makes absolutely like who ha would have thought that it makes sense to upgrade from 280 to 370? Like that. Wait, people so you're saying I should do that right now? Maybe. Damn. Also, your 2080 ain't gonna worth shit. Was probably right mm. now not worth shit anymore because people trying to sell that stuff left, right, and center desperately. Like you wanna wanna buy buy my two two twenty twenty eighty. For mm, uh, five ninety nine, nope. Four ninety nine, nope. Three ninety nine, maybe. Um, and that's that's an interesting thing because in the last couple of years, um, maybe also do the fault of the PC master race. Um, Nvidia could ask for any price they wanted, knowing that gamers will probably buy in. And there was the strongest argument exactly. It was the strongest argument for AMD cards in the past, the bang for your buck. Like, okay, I get maybe like 10, 15% less performance from AMD card compared to the NVIDIA card, but I pay like 30, 30% less. But the last couple of years have been crazy in that regards. And I dug into that topic matter and, and just checked, okay, what was the actual, like, am I talking bullshit right now? Because um, don't tell me that an RTX 2070 with the launch price for 599 in October 2018, $5.99 for $2070. Don't tell me that the medium enthusiast segment was costing $600 a couple of years ago. Like, bullshit. Like, I cannot remember that in the past I paid so much money for a mid-tier enthusiast card. And in fact, I didn't. Because if you go back, the 2070 was $5.99. The 1070, we're not talking about the TI, 
um, was 379. It was released June 2016. And the GTX 970, September 2014, was 329. So in a matter of four years, it was an increase about like, what? 45% or something in price? Yep. Which is well, crazy. again, I'm, I'm not very good with math, but it did increase. That's all I can say for sure. Like, uh, it's not even more. It's not even 55. It's 200. Like, it, it, it twice as much, almost twice as much in a couple of four years. And nobody was really ever complaining. It was like, oh, yeah, whatever. That um, they're now dropping to 499, which I think is reasonable. Um, that it is not going under like, like 400 anymore. Um, for a card especially with that kind of performance like if the leap would be smaller i would even say make it 450 or 400 because everything else is bullshit but with that big leap and it's also 100 euro cheaper than the 2070 uh the the 3080 at the same price is both 699 and obviously the 390 card which some people will buy for it's the same reason people buy a porsche cayenne or whatever there is actually no reason because of a telling people that they have 390 because there's no need for buying paying for $1,500 for an enthusiast card which runs at a frame rate and resolutions which most displays don't support and which will just lose value every day because I absolutely love like when people go like you know like I can run 8k games at, at you know um, 60 fps and I think to myself as you just mentioned when we talked about the, the Xbox Series S I know a ton of people who don't have a 4K display. I don't know yeah. a single person as a hardcore gamer who talks about games every day long because that's what I get paid to do. I don't know a single person with an 8K display right now. Yeah, and like, have fun. Like, who the hell? Why should anybody buy this? Paying, I, I don't know, four or $5,000 for, for a proper 8K display, which will, in one or two years from now, not even worth two thousand because by the because it is a, a early adopter technology, which is crazily expensive, and the worst state of the technology you can imagine because everything which comes after that will be better and cheaper so it's a lose-lose situation maybe it's uh, this is aimed at like the very specific market of billionaires who already have so many um leather jackets that they don't need anymore you know what's sad i think there are people who are so crazy for that shit same with cars um who have are not billionaires and maybe have not even like a huge income or whatever is still buying to that because i think they need it it's the same with cars like people buy sometimes buying a mercedes earning a low-wage job and spending a, sometimes as much money and in, into their rates for the mercedes and for the apartment flap or whatever just because they want it because they feel better about it i don't know it's weird i don't get it but i'm always like the, the on, biggest on defender hand, of bank for again, buck, so on the other hand, I also have to be like, you know, I'm, I'm probably not in a position to judge anybody for, for, for wasting money on things they don't entirely need. Mm, I think, yeah, like, we shouldn't judge anyone anyone for how they spend their money, except for billionaires, because um, um, except I'm not going to defend fish, people who are filthy people. rich, right? But If you I, eat fish, I will judge you. But if you spend a, 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 a stupid fortune on figurines and game figurines i think it's cooler and better and more wisely spent money than on a mercedes and more you know like uh environmentally yeah. friendly as well yeah it makes me a hero actually i don't have a car but i have a lot of toys yeah where the fuck is my nobel prize yeah 
We should post more pictures of your collection, to be honest. Sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, so, you know, looking at this list of prices, I think, uh, yeah, I, th I think that the, the 1070, that, that feels like, you know, like a, a very, like a once in a time, once in a generation thing. I, th I would probably, I don't have any numbers, but I, I would assume that, you know, when all is said and done, that, that the GeForce 1070 will probably have been one of the most popular enthusiast graphic cards ever. No, the, the 1070, right? Oh, now, oh, just yeah. looking at the prices, because that at the time... I remember a ton of people who said like, "Hey, you know, this is now the time to upgrade." Like, you know, this is it was a very good GPU at a at a very decent price. You know, like uh, the MSRP under four hundred dollars. I think the ten seventy, you know, that was like almost an anomaly because, as as you pointed out, yeah, that was the last time that um that Nvidia launched a new card with an MSRP uh, under four hundred dollars. But I also think you know that was really a a a very specific moment in time in that card. Like, it probably I would assume if you look at Steam sets now. I would assume that the 1070 or like deviations of the 1070 um, are still some of the most popular and most widely used GPUs among gamers yeah. these days. Think about it. The 2070 is 220 was 220 bucks more than the 1070 launch. 220. You get an Xbox Series S almost for that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, but also, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, probably. Um, Five years from now, looking at the Steam stats, I would assume that a ton of people will have a a, a 370. Yeah. Because you know, like even even if like the next generation of cards comes out, um, you know, again, like a ton of people don't even have 4K. Mo I, I don't have like a 4K monitor for my PC, you know, because I have on PC I prefer high frame rate because I mostly play competitive stuff at the PC. Um, so even in a couple of years, probably the 370 is for a lot of players going to be a very good option. You know, as prices of course go down, as you know, as the next generation of NVIDIA cards comes out in two or three years or so. I think the, the 370 is, is going to be a yeah. super popular card I over agree. a long time. Also, so, yeah. I, maybe we won't see a revision into a proper new card in 2022, I think. To be honest, they will play a little bit the long game now because they launched such a powerful um, line of, of GPUs that it probably makes sense for them to stretch it out about one more year than the uh, usual two years um, cycle. When has um when has uh, AMD said they will show the new stuff in October, I believe? In October, yes, and that will be also like because I I cannot see a scenario where they can, uh, where they have something in their pocket where they say here's a new Vega or whatever architecture, it will wow you. Like they, they, I love AMD. Um, I I, I had AMD cards are you, for are a long you team time. Red? No, I'm like thanks to you because I bought your old uh, 1070. I'm true, actually, they're true. But I'm running, I, I, having uh, AMD CPUs for a long time, and I think AMD CPUs are right now way better than um, Intel CPUs. If you're not just like someone who just plays games and do does nothing else, then there are Intel CPUs which are a little bit better, but also only by a very very small margin. But if you have render, edit, whatever, uh, do any processing. But I have an CPUs. A, I have an Intel CPU. AMD's. Uh, that's why I'm editing the show, um, and not you. Oh, you got a thread ripper. Um, no, but uh, the general multi-threading and processing power of the AMD CPUs is just better. But I think, as much as it saddens me to say, because I like competition, because I think the best thing about it, and that's why you should all stop your stupid console war bullshit, etc. 
the stronger the competition, the lower the price. So True. that tends to be the case. I think someone is shitting their pants at AMD right now. I don't. Th- I don't see the the new GPUs being good. I mean, it's also kind of like I'm getting a. What are they called? The, the GPU is the Navi, right? And the CPU is like the Sentry. Zen. Yeah. I'm very excited for the new CPU because, like, I'm gonna see myself maybe in January or February buying a new PC with a probably most likely 370 and a new um, Ryzen uh, 4000. CPU. So this is what I'm excited for to hear about the new CPUs, but with the video cards, I don't see a scenario where they can, other than saying like, okay, they, they make it stupidly cheap. Like 299 for a really good card or something. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, probably again, like AMD's saving grace is just the fact that uh, they provide all the chips for like the, the consoles. Yeah. And if those do well, then of course AMD is also going to do well. But yeah, like on the, on the PC... Except sides, for Switch, though. as it stands right now, like there's probably a good chance, you know, that uh, as you say, like um, I think, like for you know, for a while, like AMD, like just like they're the thing where they excelled at was the the bang for your buck, you know, just like the ratio between what you pay and what you get, they were really really good. But um, with with like the 370 or 380, uh, yeah, I think like as you said, like the, I think just like for AMD, the way is to be just like even cheaper uh, for like the people who are really on a budget, but like competing. At those prices, uh, performance-wise, I would be surprised. I mean, it would be cool, of course, if they do, but I am not expecting it. And of mm. course, it has to be said, like, one of the most mind-blowing things to see for me in, in the past two years, you know, when it comes to next-gen, is just DLSS. Um, like, especially, like, the, the, the DLSS 2 on control, where, like, really, you know, you, much lower resolutions, you, you compare a screenshot, you look at a 4K native, and you barely see any difference at all and just like the performance is so much better that that is almost you know, like like a witchcraft to me that technology that's yeah. amazing and like i wish uh, that going forward a ton of more games are going to support that because that is uh that is really has the potential also to be a game changer when it comes to performance for games yeah okay so then what we learned in today is basti is about to spend a ton of money on consoles and a pc um do you do you, are, are you planning to sell any kidneys or because I I don't need one right now, but I thought like maybe in like maybe I could just have like a a, a spare busty kidney in a, in a freezer somewhere so in case is, I need it. Uh, I don't think that my 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 kidneys or any other organs are worth much right now. So uh, it's more like B grade. Where, uh, but um, you're rather fit as of late, right, Marcel? I mean, you're not drinking much alcohol. You're not smoking. You you um doing sports. And uh, well, yeah, I, I, and I still haven't had any spicy chicken McNuggets, unfortunately. Come I really want to get them before they're out again. <laughs> that doesn't sound suspicious at all in context, really. You need a lot of is ice that cubes. is that a is that a big thing in in, in Cyberpunk like organ trade? I would oh, assume, yeah. so, right? Like that's oh, yeah. thing. Do you have even something like Body Lotto, where every Body Friday Lotto, night you can uh, at least it was in 2020 CP 2020 the case you could. Um, buy lottery tickets for how many people die in the combat zone that night. That's not macabre at all. Absolutely not. That's like a normal thing to do among normal people. Well, so yeah, um, I, I think we had, a, we had a very interesting discussion today. It, it was it really felt good after all this time, after you know, like all the playing chicken. I mean, Sony is still playing chicken by themse- with themselves right now. But it was really, really good. For Microsoft to finally say, okay, this is the price, this is the date, 
this is what we can offer on day one. Uh, it was really surprising and like really impressive to see everything that Nvidia has yeah. uh, on hand besides just a, a man in a leather jacket. Um, the 37380 sound fantastic. I'm really, really going to be interested to see um, all the benchmarks next week as you know, all the different sites like Digital Foundry, Thomas Hardware, etc. are going to put it through the ringer. And um, yeah, do you have any, any closing thoughts on any of this, Basti? I think uh, I would have never thought that coming closer to autumn to the end of the year that there's finally something to get really excited about. While for a long time, the console, uh, a new console uh, generation was kind of like, even for me, eh, I don't know, like the, the old magic we had in the past is gone. Now... Uh, it's getting some steam together with NVIDIA. See what, what AMD has to offer. And I like cannot repeat it enough. Guys, it is good for every one of us if there's a strong competition on every end. And that sure, finally absolutely. shows. Yeah, it, it's always weird to me when people who are a fan of Microsoft or Sony hope that the others do poorly. Um, because I think, like it, again, like competition only really benefits people. You always see... These companies like doing the best when when they when they think you know there may be a threat or that the other side is having a, an advantage. That's when they like really pull out all the stops. And yeah, it's you know for us as gamers, it is the best thing we can hope for. So if you thought this was a you know a, a very insightful and very interesting conversation, please feel free to to tell us so uh, via email to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com on Twitter to at plunchcast plunchcast. I love saying that. Like that's always every yeah, time it's my favorite part of the episode. The lunchcast, or of course you can just talk to me, your boy Marcel uh, at com underscore raven. Basti, people can also talk to you on Twitter at yeah at uh, Bastian Thun T H U N uh, on Twitter, and let me know like if you want to join the real master race, like crazy people like myself buying every single console and the PC. Get in touch with me. We have also recently managed to get this this fine podcast that you listen to, this very one right here, onto some more podcasting platforms because it turns out there's a lot of things, a lot of tools and platforms people use to listen to this kind of stuff. So you can now find us not only on iTunes, but also on Google Podcasts, on Deezer, on Stitcher, and maybe hopefully one of these days also on Amazon Podcasts slash Audible. So, you know, if you use any of these platforms, please feel free to like and subscribe. That's what people say, right, Richard? Uh, Richard I'm going to other Richard, Busty, German oh, Richard, the Richard Busty. got replaced like in the weirdest right? way. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, tell your friends about it. Oh, yeah, tell your friends about it. Who knows? Maybe one of your friends wants to sell a kidney and Busty's in the market. So, yeah. Take care. Until next week. Who knows? Maybe by this time next week we can talk, talk about the Sony prize. It would be nice. Until then, uh, stay safe and dream of Todd Howard, I guess. Old school.